0: So where sleep fits in, it's our number one for recovery, and we want to focus on making sure that we're training hard, but then we're recovering really hard as well, so getting in that quality sleep, and just like with Simone's thing with nutrition, where it's trying to add in as much color as possible.
1: Hello, and welcome to the High Performance Podcast for AFL staff and athletes, sponsored by Prepare Like a Pro. Make sure if you haven't already to subscribe to our YouTube channel, I host a live monthly episode, Q&A with, for Australian rules footballers and another one for a strength and conditioning coaches. I hope you enjoy this, this interview, please share with a friend or a teammate that you think will value this episode.
0: Monitoring elite heart rate variability each morning for a morning readiness scale was really, really good at developing the impact that poor lifestyle can have, whether it be bad sleeping habits, highly stressful periods, might be exam period, fight with friends or or partners. So HIV, I think, is really, really good at building the awareness on the impact that stress can have on the body. And this graph, which is just something I've drawn up, you've got your tissue growth, which is at nighttime, probably when the athlete's in deep sleep, they've hit their peak of testosterone, let's say it's just before midnight, cortisol will inversely be at an all-time low for that period of the day. Although when they are in a highly stressful period, it might be a football match, it might be, you know, a they just got sacked from their job, it might be public speaking, it could be anything that's causing stress to that body where cortisol is going to be released to be able to cope with that acute level of stress. Inversely, for whatever reason, testosterone goes down. This is our first benchmark slide, like I was talking about a little earlier for those that missed my intro to this so this is these are a it's a benchmark system that I've created where in the red you've got a, a general population so an area that your yeah, thoughts your own personal internal dialogue might be an issue for yourself and this is a an area that you might want to or you've identified that you want to improve so in your playbook there's a couple of questions around vulnerability whether you see it as a embrace it as a strength or a weakness uh, this is another thing that Ben Crow's is really strong on, culture and, and club culture towards performance. And one area that both Port Adelaide and Richmond and a few successful clubs recently through the Resilience Project or, or Ben Crow, they've really embraced vulnerability. Getting in and say my time at Hawthorne, players would, would get up in front of the whole club and, and talk about an area of their life that was the most challenging for them. And that's an area that depending on how you respond To that stressful period, it could be post-traumatic growth or it can be post-traumatic stress. So we're going to move into nutrition now. So Simone Austin, for those that don't know her, she's a sports dietitian uh, and she wrote a book called Eating Like an Athlete. And I recently interviewed her on my Instagram page and we discussed all things around sports nutrition over her 25-year career. And it was really, really insightful. So for those that are on Instagram, feel free to check out my IGTV area. And that was just last Wednesday, so it should be the first one that pops up. And she's worked with the Australian cricket team during the Ashes and World Cup. She's worked with Melbourne Storm for a couple of premierships. She was involved with Hawthorne's three-peat, Melbourne City, and Western Bulldogs. And yeah, so she's worked with elite athletes in, in all different sports at all different levels. Okay, moving over to sleep. So the expert I chose in this area was Matthew Walker. He's a neuroscientist and, and studied su- neuroscience sorry, and psychology and his book, Why We Sleep, is a ripper. So if you're interested in, it's quite an interesting read. If you're interested to learn more about sleep, Matthew Walker's book was the best I've read on sleep anyway. Uh, I think he has been interviewed on someone on podcast as well. So Where Sleep Fits In, it's our number one for recovery and we want to focus on making sure that we're training hard but then we're recovering really hard as well. So getting in that quality sleep. And just like with Simone's thing with nutrition, where it's trying to add in as much color as possible, one area with athletes is, is being aware that there's there's times that really challenge their time to get to sleep. So I thought we'd start with, with GPS. Obviously, it's had a huge influence on the game, particularly quite recently. It measures the most high-risk activity, which is your running on legs for footballers. And we take into account time and, and that allows that, you know, for us to make comparisons towards the density that a player has made. For example, here, player A, although played an extra 30 minutes, he only covered an extra K and player B. And previous to GPS, the coaches and players and staff and everything would think that player A um, should be a lot sorer and, and, and a lot more fatigued from his game. When in fact, now that we understand GPS and, and how, how important de- uh, intensity is, and how demanding that is on the body, it wouldn't surprise me if player B, although played 30 minutes less uh, game time, due to his work rate, may be sore and more fatigued from his game. So we need to respect the density, and that's something that GPS has shown for us and, and, and proven that work rate and an athlete's ability to cover the ground in short periods of time needs to be respected and also trained. In terms of periodization, I mentioned Andrew Russell a little bit earlier. He came from a track and field background, and they used in track and field what's known as a funnel periodization, where essentially the closer and closer you get to game day in, in your preseason, the more specific your loads become. So I've given you guys today just to get a bit of an understanding on what that means. Throughout a typical preseason, these are last year's Hill on average team loads. So between November and December, 60%. Of the 10Ks that I was talking about before, that aerobic running, that when you're moving above two metres per second, 60% of that was done in the football program. 6Ks was done with footies. Between November and December, 4Ks were done on the sidelines with the conditioning guys.
1: If you enjoyed this episode and want even more, our academy is for you. The Prepare Like a Pro Academy is a platform that hosts exclusive features and bonus content, such a Q&A segment aimed at getting to know the guests on a more personal level. Here's an example with Emily Meehan, head sports dietitian on the football club. What are things that that fire you up?
2: Oh, this one is always, uh, I suppose it is, um, it'll be topical for most people, I think, but staying in your lane. And I often find that with nutrition, everyone eats, so everyone has an opinion. And I think that's what really gets me, fired up um, because so many people try and provide nutrition advice based on their end of one experience when they did intermittent fasting or keto or whatever it might be. And then game
0: changes,
2: changes, whatever that might be. And look, it probably keeps me in a job, but that it does drive me insane because sometimes the information can be so detrimental um, and opposite to what I've been working with my athlete. Or athletes, and you know, and because they hear it on someone's socials or through a documentary, it unravels everything that I've been working with an athlete for. Yeah,
1: yeah. Another feature of our academy is the opportunity each week to join myself as co host on the Prepare Like a Pro live chat show. Here's an example with academy member Rama Davies, a friendly additional coach at the Box Hill Hawks.
0: Welcome, Rama, to the
1: chat. Uh, Rama has also worked at, at Box
0: Hill, or currently he's working at Box Hill Hawks with us, awesome. so he's another Box Hill man uh, in the strength and conditioning department. So I'll hand it over to you, Rama, to, to ask your question, mate. Thanks for joining us. Excellent.
3: Thanks, Jack. And yeah, thanks, um, thanks, Sam, for the chat. It was. Uh, I found it to be really insightful, plenty of gems in there, um, and I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> Um, my, my, my question to you was, you spoke a, a quite a bit about, um, perspective during that chat. Um, and I was wondering what are some of the things that you either know or, um, do physically that, um, you wish you either knew or did, um, uh, back at the beginning of your career? Uh, what are some of those things? Mm, yeah, good question. Um, Yeah. So I suppose with perspective on life, um, that sort of point, um, it, yeah, certainly, yeah, has been massive for me now and, and didn't probably have that as much um, when I was younger. Um, I suppose one thing I might mention is, is gratitude. I spend a lot of my time, um, doing a lot of gratitude exercises, listening to podcasts,